0: Hey, this is The Last Coffee House, and today's episode is entitled Fake News. So what? One of the great super banes of humanity today is apparently fake news. It may or may not have been responsible for fomenting racial and maybe gender tensions during the 2016 election and put Donald Trump into the White House or so is said I have seen numerous articles claiming the fake news apocalypse is upon us plaguing Twitter and Facebook among other platforms and making widespread demands these people making these claims make widespread demands for the platforms to police said fake news now some of the definitions fake news is a type of yellow journalism or propaganda that consists of deliberate disinformation or hoaxes spread via traditional print and broadcast news media or online social media. The term is also at times used to cast doubt upon legitimate news from an opposing political standpoint—a tactic known as the lying press. The false information is often caused by reporters paying sources for stories on an unethical practice called checkbook journalism. The news is then often reverberated in misinformation in social media, but occasionally finds its way to the mainstream media as well. So keep in mind, there's a difference between news that was reported that turned out to be wrong, news that is an extreme interpretation of limited facts, which is the one that drives me insane, news that is wrong and you know it's wrong, but you use it anyway to accomplish an ideological goal. And this is what's closing in, obviously, on on propaganda. And then there's just whole cloth you just pulled out of the air kind of news that people just make up to accomplish something. I looked up some of the fake news of 2017. The sources is from Snopes.com. Take that for what you will. It's got a list here. So some of the fake news that allegedly popped up. Molly Obama arrested in drugs bust. Trump mocks Trudeau for celebrating Thanksgiving six weeks early. Texas church shooter was atheist on DNC payroll. As far as I know, he wasn't atheist. He just wasn't on the DNC payroll. Nancy Pelosi's son arrested for murder. Betsy Devo's 40% is more than half. Iceland pays women $5,000 per month to marry immigrants. So that's uh, just, there's some funny stuff in here. But Those were just some examples from 2017, apparently, of fake news that didn't have suitable evidentiary backing to be able to support those claims. Uh, and it reminded me of, makes you think of kind of the tabloid news. You know, you see those, and I looked up some of those just for the hell of it, and one of them was... <laughs> maybe you a laugh. This fat cat owns 23 old ladies. <laughs> fat cat owns 23 old ladies. <laughs> There's a picture. Of this giant cat it was hilarious. Keanu Reeves ratted out Hollywood elites that use baby blood to get high. <laughs> And then another one, I think this is on Snopes too. Melania Trump stole Michelle Obama's speech. Do you remember that? I, I thought that was actually, like, this entire time, ever since it broke, I thought that was actually the case. And it... there were some choice words. I think she, like, I watched them both side by side. The one meme that was going around was actually incorrect. It was like making fun of Melania Trump and the way it was written out was completely, it had nothing to do with anything that she actually said. It was just making fun of her and I remember seeing that meme and I thought oh my gosh. Number one, she's terrible at speaking. Number two... <laughs> This is a complete just carbon copy of it. But the meme was completely wrong. And from what I heard, it was like a couple of sentences that were right on point. And it was all really generic work hard and be respectful. My parents taught me to work hard and that kind of stuff, so I don't know. And it was a it was a paragraph out of a seven-minute speech. And obviously Melania Trump is highly unlikely to have written it. She likely has speech writers who do this sort of thing. So as far as I know now, it's it's not, but that's neither here nor there for purposes of what we're talking about anyway. So that's what fake news is. And the big issue was that throughout the the election cycle, the question was, did a bunch of Russian fake news that sought to foment racial hatreds and cause a whole bunch of problems and support Trump and and depress, you know, Democratic vote or whatever else, did that have an impact on the election? So that's kind of the big idea that we're talking about. Moving on into the analysis. So the broader context of this fake news debate is divesting personal responsibility. This important concept to learn here. Is that we used to have we used to cultishly and I don't mean that in a pejorative way in this context, but we used to culturally discuss how it's a personal responsibility. If you're reading something on the internet, it's your responsibility. There's that joke, that omnipresent joke that everybody makes about, oh, you read it on the internet, it must be true. So that used to be the cultural practice. Now it's, it's changing. It's this adjustment, this idea of fake news is trying to adjust that idea. It's about divesting people of personal responsibility for vetting whatever they're trying to learn on the internet. So instead of... The sarcastic, it's on the internet, it must be true. Now, it's something like, you have to clean up the internet because I have to believe it. It's on you. Go cleanse it out. (laughs) Because I just, whatever I read on there, I'm going to believe. So, therefore, you have to go do the cleaning. You being the platform or a government agency or somebody like that. Now, why on earth should it matter in the least what is on the internet? I mean, if you're a journalist, you have journalistic ethics, they, well... (laughs) you'd think that you're supposed to follow to make sure that what you're putting out there is as accurate as possible. If you're a politician, you'd think uh, you'd have to do the same thing. But whatever the case, why should it matter what just happens to be anywhere in the corners of the internet or anywhere on your social network platform that anybody wants to say? Why should that matter? I mean, culturally, we should have, we should cultivate a personal responsibility to vet all information and only accept a proposition to the extent it is supportable by verifiable evidence. I mean, it's like if you read something and it happens to be on a different platform, you know, other than Facebook or, or Twitter, you're supposed to accept it. If somebody tells you something in person, it's like, oh, well, I don't have a, a bunch of moderators in between who are vetting this information. So therefore, I just have to accept what they said. Of course not. It's such childish nonsense. And I can't believe how many adults out there in the world are going along with this, these kinds of ideas. But it's, I mean, it's been a while down this rabbit hole of divesting personal responsibility and, and fantasizing all the people who are supposed to be actors in this economy and in this electorate it's ridiculous and it's also ridiculous i mean just think about that people so many people have such a superficial relationship to learning and knowledge that a headline i mean if you're lucky not just a headline but a couple of paragraphs that are unsourced that that's sufficient to sway them on major issues that's sufficient to get them to support a serious proposition are you kidding me We deserve to go down. We deserve to be on the Titanic if that's where we are. So that's that's fake news. If you're an idiot and don't want to vet whatever propositions are being thrown at you, you don't get to just claim, oh, well, it was on a platform. If somebody comes face-to-face to you and tells you a whole bunch of nonsense, you don't just accept it because there's no mediator there to tell you what's right and what's wrong. So just shut the hell up. That's what I'm saying about that. Okay, so just to lab it, and just I'm going to kind of go over this a couple of times to make sure it's clear what I'm doing when I'm labbing my, the propositions that I've levied on this, the propositions that I'm putting forth, and I'm hoping this becomes kind of the structured epistemology or, or argument or whatever else so we can elevate these conversations about these complex issues. The propositions that I'm putting forth are that fake news should not be the concern. We should be calling culturally for people to responsibly vet all sources of information and scale belief in any claim to the evidence and the amount of effort they put forth into investigating that evidence. So that's what we should be doing. Those are the propositions that I'm add this addendum to right now by labbing so that you know how much confidence or how complex or whatever else these things are. But those are the propositions I'm supporting. So now I'm going to kind of attack my ability to be able to levy those propositions and see where I stand. So number one, liabilities. The definition of, of the liabilities portion of labbing it is what's my education, formal first, informal second, and how much effort did I put into this particular topic. So I don't have a BA, MA, or PhD in journalism. I have less than 10 years of experience. Experience in journalism, and that's kind of the cutoff for me. <laughs> if you want to talk about some kind of expertise in in one of these areas, it's got to be around 10 years that you have of experience. So I have less than 10 years of experience uh, of that, and I don't have any formal education for that. I I've read a, a few journalism books. I read a lot of journalists, you know, on a daily basis, but. That's that's included, but it doesn't stack up to a whole lot. I worked for the Associated Press for a few years, uh, but that was a pretty limited experience. So I can't claim any kind of burgeoning expertise from that. So those are my liabilities. Anchor. Anchor means the Socratic anchor. Socrates said at some point, or I didn't put the quote back on here. Okay. Socrates said that the true wisdom is the knowledge that you don't know anything. Something like that. So that's why I named it after this, the Socratic Anchor. (laughs) This is, how much is this? The anchor weighs on your confidence in a proposition. So I put forth the propositions that I put forth. The anchor weighs on my confidence in those propositions. The first question is, how complex is the proposition? Obviously, the more moving parts in the proposition, the less likely you can be confident in your conclusions about that proposition. Did I talk about, I don't think I talked about how much time I spent. Yeah, how much effort did I put in? So I didn't do a whole lot of research for this. I read a handful of articles. I looked up some, some fake news from 2017. I looked at some tabloid headlines. You know, it's just a a couple of hours put in this outlining my thoughts and and all that sort of thing. So so that scales whatever propositions I'm lending. So the first question under anchor is how complex is the proposition? The second question is based on your liabilities and the complexity, how much should the Socratic anchor weigh? And the the weight of the Socratic anchor is out of a ton or 2000 pounds. So the answer, complexity. This deals with the validity of all claims in every context. So it has to apply to every possibility possible iteration of just figuring out whether something's true or not so it's extremely complex it implicates utilitarianism governance human relationships to various social media engagements and how that psychology works and all that sort of stuff so it's extremely complex it also has a philosophical element because it's something seeing the relationship between things like cultivating the idea of personal responsibility for whatever propositions you're levying as opposed to external responsibility Ability to clean up the propositions before you imbibe them. That's a pretty simple philosophical idea. Obviously, it still does implicate the psychology of understanding or taking those propositions or understanding that concept or whatever else. So it still is extremely complex. So the weight is going to be 1800 pounds. It's very meaty. It's very weighty. So it's weighing down on my confidence in the propositions, meaning there's a lot of room for somebody to come in and say that you're wrong about this. However, I do not think that I'm wrong. I think this is pretty well established but obviously I have to go through this to to try to make sure I'm being as objective as possible. Okay, bias, the B in lab. So biases, the way that this works, the definition is biases start with biography and they move out to personality. So biography, obviously, the reality is if you were born in a certain context, if you're born a certain way, if, you know, whatever else, it has a great potential for giving you some kind of bias. If you're born a man, then you're probably gonna want to support maleness in some way. And I don't mean that. I hate to say things in those terms because I can't go into detail about what I mean about that. But I don't mean that in SJWA. I don't mean the systemic systems of institutional oppression. I just mean that whatever your biography is, you're likely to want to support that because that's going to benefit you. So in the short term, you're going to do that pretty readily. And then it moves out to personality. So this is more complex stuff of what my views have been historically leading up to now, where the pendulum is going, what the weight of the momentum is driving me towards when it comes to political or sociological or whatever kind of propositions I'm going to accept. So biases starting with biography, actually my biography is likely to push me in the other direction, away from the propositions that I levied in this particular piece. So there's that, although given the fact that I worked up from the bottom, I started at the bottom and now we're here. Uh, I started at the bottom so now i'm i've worked my way up and so i might want to support the idea of personal responsibility more than if otherwise you know if i was given everything or if i never worked my way up and i'm still down i might have a less inclination less bias to support the idea of personal responsibility so that could be a biasing uh personality wise like i said a champion personal responsibility and i have more and more strongly started to think and this is outside of this particular analysis I've started to think that the idea of the work ethic of you have to work hard to get things is extremely important and it is something that should be vitiating our culture everywhere all the time period and I mean it I mean like even if you're totally set and retired and comfortable I still think the idea of working hard should be extremely important just work hard work hard work hard Okay, so those are my biases. So those are the the three steps, the three things that are impacting my objectivity when we're looking into this. Okay, so thank you. I appreciate that. I really appreciate anybody listening. I've got something like... I think I have 500 downloads now, <laughs> unique downloads, and that might seem just minuscule, infinitesimal to big podcasters out there, but it's a huge deal to me. I, I really, really appreciate it. And I sincerely mean, if anybody anybody who's listening to this in the early stages, if you send me an email to lastcoffeehouse at gmail.com, just send me anything. Send me tomato in the subject line. That's it. I don't care. Send me anything. I'm going to log your email away and once I get to uh, to a level where it makes sense then I'm going to just shower you <laughs> with all sorts of accolades and gifts to show my incredible appreciation for people who were there at the beginning so again that's at gmail.com. we've got a new website that's going to be going up and obviously I don't, I do this all free, <laughs> this is just something that I'm interested in, so I don't have a whole lot of time I'm going to try to take more time to put more effort into the various episodes I don't have a lot of time, I have to practice law in the meantime, so I'm going to do what I can I'm going to try to put more time to episodes to make them more informative and fun and whatever else. But again, I really appreciate anybody listening, and I hope you have a good holiday. All right, thanks. Bye. <music>